Once more in the loss of nine people murdered by a co-worker at a rail yard in San Jose, California. CBS News is learning more about the suspect, Sam Cassidy, who shot and killed himself. Correspondent Jamie Yukas is near the scene. Cassidy, a 57-year-old transit employee, lived nearby. A neighbor's doorbell camera shows him leaving the house Wednesday morning with a large black duffel bag. CBS News confirms he had two semi-automatic weapons and 11 loaded magazines. Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith says they found bomb-making material in his work locker. What the hell is that? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air. On Nougat Radio 92.7. Like It's where the podcast, which you haven't gotten all week, originates. 92.7 in the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. StoneOnAir.com is where you can find the podcast if I would actually upload it. And you can listen to it whenever the hell you feel like it. In theory, it's a really, really convenient, good idea. In reality, it has not been so much this week. And we might not get this one either. I, I, I don't know. Uh, my name is Brian Stone. Uh, I am, uh, I'm going to make it through an hour here. No big deal. Keon is here as well. As per usual, thank you, Keon, for doing what you do. And thank you for everybody here at the radio station for giving me the opportunity to do this gig four days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 10 until 11 very often, it is a very deliberate and uh, and calculated hour. Sometimes it's a little scattered. Depends on uh, on what's going on in, in the news and just the overall landscape of of the city of Chattanooga. As I do it, it, in a perfect world, in a perfect broadcast every day. I would like to discuss things going on here locally and regionally every day, whether it's Politics or just fluff throwaway things, local shows, local events, local comedy like they had in the last hour with Fred the Show. Um, I don't want to be a big fat infomercial, you know, for all things Huckster. I don't want to do that because that gets boring as hell quick. But, I mean, that's where my money is made. That's where, uh, you know, this community is, is one of the most important things to me in my life when it comes to discussing things. I don't want to sit around and talk about the former president or the current president or the the situation in the Middle East. I don't want to do a lot of these things all the time. I want to talk about more relevant to the to the to the region. Unfortunately, Chattanooga is not as important or as as in, as fun and as interesting as we'd like to think we are. We're an all right little place, pretty interesting historical little fun area of the country, but we're not all that interesting. We got to go wider and broader more often to be able to fill 
time on a, a radio slash podcast. And even if it's just, you know, four hours a week, five hours a week, whatever it ends up might be. And so today I will not be doing much of anything locally because there's, once again, not a whole lot going on locally. Uh, the one thing from Russell's newscast I do want to touch on a minute about the gang unit. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll spend a second or two on that. I like I like the sound of what I heard. All I know is what he said in his in his uh, in his blurb at the top of the hour. What I will say real quick, and we'll spend a whole hell of a lot of time on it, is is I walked out of the house today not knowing that last night I didn't hit send on the damn email that sends the rejoins, which those are coming back from break, where I, the music and the and the, often I'll have audio that would be somewhat relevant to what that subject matter might be. Um, and then the, uh, the three pieces of audio that I like to do, which, you know, to be perfectly honest with you is kind of filler. It's kind of a way to just wrap up the hour, but I usually do. I don't put three things together. I don't actually think are worth listening to. So instead of doing the worst idea, the, uh, this one I call the equal opportunity offender and the coolest thing, I'll just explain what they are (laughs) later in the hour just to tell you what I was going to do, because I'm not going to let all my work go to waste. Oh, absolutely not. I'm, I'm still going to do it, whether it may, because it doesn't work without the damn audio, but I'm still going to, I'm still going to use a little bit of it to, to just, uh, it's, it's, it's stupid. And this is, uh, not to bore you with my day-to-day, uh, anecdotal stuff, but pre-Memorial Day week at my day job in the beer business is the first huge week of the year. And so they're long hours, and it, it all it means is just that I have to stay there longer. I don't really have to do any more work. It's just, but everybody else in the company does, and it's, so it's it's a it's a massive push. No vacations, you know, no call outs. This is you know Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, uh, a little around the holidays, towards the the end of the year holidays. Not as much as you'd think, but really it's the beginning, middle, and end of summer, which is Memorial Fourth. Labor Day. That's where the beer business really just piles the inventory into the uh, into the market, and it has been very hot and very dry. It's going to rain a little bit on Friday, but overall, we're staying hot and dry for the most part. And uh, and that's uh, that that's just going to cause for just more to do for a week. Maybe that had something to do. I got home late, about eight thirty last night. I normally get home around seven. And watch the Hawks uh, Knicks game, which damn it, Hawks! They had that game in. Yeah, they were in the driver's seat of that game for almost the entire game. In the end of the third, in the beginning of the fourth, a thirty to eight run, I think was the number by the Knicks, buried them. And and I'm not I'm act like I'm this huge Hawks fan, but I'm, I'm a pretend Hawks fan. And anything Atlanta versus New York in my lifetime is just fun. Atlanta v. New York is fun. I didn't see the, you guys were at the tail end of the show, we're talking about uh, crowds are back in the stands. Did <laughs> Trey Young got spit on? Yeah, somebody spit or on Trey Young. spat on him, I guess is the correct way of saying it. Whichever one it is, they they, they spit on him. I, you know, I, I'm i just happy to have him, the fans back in the stadium, man. I, I, I text my brother who who's a, you know understands sports but doesn't really care about basketball that much, and I said, man, if you got nothing going on, you need to watch this. Hawks next game. The place is packed. They're chanting. And they're they're chanting, you know, F Trey Young. It's, oh, it's yeah. great. I love it. It's, it's, what makes that, it's what makes NBA basketball so much fun. And on the tail end of the show, in the third segment, I'm going to talk about um, this new sports commentary trend 
that has uh, kind of taken over the alt sports commentary, um, and it's all about hating on the NBA. It's white dudes hating on the NBA and for all the reasons why they think it's it's dying this terrible death, which I don't believe in at all. I think it's undertoned of pure racism. Um, but it's not just that. It's also this political-infused uh, commentary from the guys that always say, stick to sports, man. Except you never stick to sports, man. So we'll spend some time on that without any production uh, that I think Spent so much time digging together last night. Oh, man. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And, uh, and in the second segment of the show, as I normally do, I'll I'll try to keep it mostly uh, between the ditches for the most part. But we're, 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 we're shooting up and killing people again. And, you know, check your watch and set your timers. When, when's the next one going to happen? A week? Two weeks? Three weeks? I uh, had some great audio from the governor of um, of California, Newsom, Gavin Newsom, I believe is his name, which you won't hear on this show today. But uh, if if you're a if you're a a really proud, especially Southerner, red ass white guy that can't stand to listen to anything other than "Give me all the guns you got" and uh, "Shut up and dribble," if that's you, you got the wrong show today. You found the wrong hour to listen to. You're not going to enjoy this. So you've been warned. I you know, never want to tell you to get the hell out of here and don't listen because I value anybody who's here and listening. Whether you've downloaded the podcast at stoneonair.com or whether you're listening on 92.7, you're at, you're at a show that you're probably not going to love all that much. couple of things here real quick before I give you a uh, <laughs> just the spoken word of, of what the worst idea, equal opportunity offender idea and the coolest thing were. I'm seeing here through social media, because it's May, you know, it's the end of May, and I always forget exactly what the dates are for graduations. But, first of all, we've used graduation for, like, every grade. So-and-so graduated third grade. No, 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 you didn't graduate third grade. You just finished it. You just finished it. (laughs) You're just done, and you're on to the next. It's the participation trophyification of... Of accomplishments in, in in school. It would be like if you were watching a football game and then everybody's high-fiving on the sideline. Hey, guys, what's going on? We won the first quarter. <laughs> we fly a banner. We won the first quarter. <laughs> dominated that first quarter. We put it up in the rafters. We won the first quarter. Um, but less about that. I don't care. Fine. Have fun on Facebook and, and, and Instagram and post some pictures and, and enjoy your life. That's fine. I might, you know, make a joke about it, but go ahead and have fun with that. What I don't understand and I find very difficult to believe how are all these kids, especially younger ages, but really all K through 12, how have they all graduated in a year when virtually half of them didn't go to school? I mean, there's many instances, especially of, of lower income families, where kids were not going to school at all. Yet, they're all graduating. It's a pipeline. We're we're just pushing people through. We're just pushing through. You didn't, I mean, I I have anecdotal personal experience of people that I know very close to me where I I actually had some of the reports coming to my house via mail 
I'm sure they were emailed out and all that stuff too, but I would get I would get progress reports of children that are no longer in my life, but the they came to my mailing address because they were just been there for a few years. And they're pathetically failing bottom of the barrel, not not doing poorly, like flunking out completely. And the more and I, I know several teachers in my uh in my world for the most part, I don't know five or six that are, uh, that are pretty prominent in, you know, K through 12 education. And I, I asked because I was concerned. I was like, is this just, is this such a situation that is, that I know of personally, is this the outlier? Is everybody else doing well with this? Like, is this, is this as bad as I think it is? And as everyone I talked to, that is the more common scenario. The scenario where somebody is coming out smelling like a rose and making A's and B's and, and following up with their Zoom meetings and doing their homework, and that those are the outliers. Kids are already barely wired for school. Now you make it distant school where you've got to sit down in front of a computer screen. I, I There's no one that's coming out of that passing anything. No, they're not. And so I was assured that the person failing is the norm, not the outlier. And they have this system, which people, I might have talked about it before, that, that you can argue back and forth what's the better way to do it. But you don't get zeros as an overall grade. You get like a 57 or something like that. With the idea that if you have a zero, you can get five 100s in a row and you're not going to bring that zero up to a 70, a D or a C on this grading scale. So if you're failing out and you're making a 50, I don't remember what the numbers, it's 50 something. Really, you're giving them 50 free points yeah. to encourage to say a couple of 100s here. Hey, you start working again. Hey, you're going to bring this back up to speed. And I'm seeing all these 50-somethings. And that's why I say, how do they, how they all get 50-somethings on all these things? Oh, because that's just the grade they give you to yeah, start. They're just playing gave me zeros back in, in school. That's what they did. Well, that's, to make. That's, what I, that's what I remember. I don't remember getting 50s for nothing. Uh, but I also, I mean, I wasn't a great student, but I, I didn't fail out and not show up to class. But you're right. Even if when you're in the classroom, you're still so distant from uh, – from actually learning things, from actually, you know, you don't want to be there. You don't want to learn anything. So I wonder, how are all these kids graduating from high schoolers to middle into high, from elementary into middle? We just gave a free pass to everybody. We're going to have a bunch of dummies walking around. I don't know how they're going to get through their next grade. Hopefully there's a, a good uh, remedial round of the first I don't know, semester or so of school next year so kids actually have any idea what they're learning. Almost seems like we should just hold everybody back a year. <laughs> Start over, sorry. I know that wouldn't go over well. Snooger Radio 92.7. My hour's thrown off a little bit. Forgot to email key on all the audio. God, it's stupid. I'm like Chris Farley. Duh! Duh, you dumb! Duh, how'd you do that? We'll still continue on with the show and talk about the shooting out in California. And um, what it means to be so obsessed with a firearm. You're not going to like this if, you're, if you hug your guns at night. We'll be right back in time. The song is called Gun Control. Gun control. We don't want to 
heard this song for the first time yesterday. Just doing a quick search of trying to find relevant things to use for today. Ian Hunter from Mott the Hopple. English band out of the 70s. I've heard of them. I knew I'm familiar with them. I'm sure Jeff Styles from Morning Show is a, is a fan. Probably that's where I know him from. Ian Hunter also wrote Once Bitten, Twice Shy. So that 80s band, Great White, that was his song. And the song Cleveland Rocks that the presidents of the United States of America recorded for the show, The Drew Carey Show, was a, a alteration spinoff of Ian Hunter's The English Rock. It's the same song, just changed the lyrics. So those were, I was yesterday years old when I found out those things. And um, if I had done this segment properly, there was a long, about yeah, not long, about 45 second to a minute clip from Gavin Newsom. I think I'm getting his name right, the governor of uh, California. His commentary, his, his comments yesterday that I thought were were great. Just just nailed it. It was very matter of fact. It wasn't the same old everything. It wasn't thoughts and prayers. It was it was very um and I'm just so irritated with myself for not having this audio put together correctly for the show today. But it was just basically what the hell is wrong with the United States of America? What the hell is the matter with us? The hell's the matter with this stale commentary that comes out of these shootings every single damn time? Now, I'm totally over the top paraphrasing into something he didn't act. That's not how he actually said it. But he did say, what the hell is wrong with America? Why, why can't we do anything about this? And the stale rhetoric, that was a good choice of words. Stale commentary, stale rhetoric. Tired of all this. Of course, the shootings out in California. I, I don't I don't know any more than there was another mass shooting in California. Partially because I chose to not spend a lot of time uh, reading and diving into Twitter mess about it because I just wasn't in the mood. And I was busy. It was a busy day yesterday. Before I go too much further into that, one thing I didn't touch on last segment that I said that I was going to that is kind of cut from the same place is in Russell's uh, news update from just a few minutes ago from this morning. uh, This is Nougat Radio 92.7 Stone on Air Radio Podcast. You know the drill. I'm Brian. He's Keon. Uh, The one thing that stuck out that I did like the sound of was the gang unit is effectively going to be dissolved here locally. I have a long thought that the gang quote unquote problem in Chattanooga was not really real. It was a wannabe kind of thing. This was, I believe established by Andy Burke in 2013. I could totally be wrong about that as far as the, the, uh, maybe it wasn't even under his administration, but it, it might be not that year either, but it's the last 10 years, the gang task force initiative, whatever it was. And basically it was a bunch of people were getting very scared terrified white people, uh, tourists, because a lot of different colored people were hanging around downtown. And a lot of them were making trouble. It, 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 it wasn't a made-up scenario. There was a lot of, there was some riffraff. Coolidge Park, down by Buffalo Wild Wings, on the plaza at the aquarium. And, you know, I don't know where 
where people are gathering anymore in the city of Chattanooga. You know, 40 years ago, it was Brainerd Road. That's where everybody went. Um, 25 years ago, it was Hamilton Place is where everybody went. Yeah, meaning the youth, the youth looking to do their thing, whoever that youth is and whatever that thing is, until the mall eventually said, you can't be here if you're under 16 without an adult, and kind of pushed that riffraff away. And not all of it's riffraff, but most kids are up to no good. I mean, let's just face it. They're stupid. Kids are dumb. Um, and so this gang task force was put together, and I even at the time I thought I just this this seems like a bunch of wannabes to me. These are not real gangs. These are just bored kids, and they don't look like the uh, tourists that are now terrified because the that's just what we do. We're terrified, scared white people most of the time, and so they're dissolving the gang task force, and it's going to be um, whoever's involved with those that unit is going to be spread out of amongst other units and a new unit called the gun crime unit is going to be established, which I think that's a much better use of, of our tax money and our, uh, and, and the, and the, and the men and women on the streets in, in the force gang task force. I don't think you're getting anything done because I don't think there's actually any real gangs. They're all wannabe fakes. Look at me. Yeah, they might cause some trouble. There might be some kids with a gun in their hand doing something stupid. But this is not, this isn't east side, west side stuff. This is Chattanooga, stupid Tennessee. All right. So changing the unit to a gun crime unit, I think, is actually a very, very good um, shift in uh, approach. And so I'm, I applaud uh, the, the local forces and whoever was the person who designed this idea. I don't know if this is a city or a county thing. I don't know if. Tim Kelly or Jim Coppinger had any input in this. I'm sure they had some. That's very good because we don't have a gang problem in Chattanooga. We have a gun problem in Chattanooga as much as we have a gun problem in this entire country. And, okay, guns don't kill people. People people kill people. All right, we got a people problem. (laughs) That's fine. We got a people problem. You don't want to call it a gun problem? We'll call it a people problem because you know who's got to get the gun in their hand? The person. The person has to make the initiative to put the gun in their hand and to do something stupid with it. And while this is continuing to be a problem, and it always will be, it'll never go away. We're going to have, just again, set your clocks, set your your timers, your stopwatch till when we do this again. When the next headline is eight people dead in California or nine people dead in Colorado or nine in Atlanta or wherever the hell else it is. And the, the, the majority of people walking around don't really care about guns all that much. Even when they say they do, they really don't. I don't know a whole lot of people that got an arsenal in their house. I know a few. I got a handful that are gun enthusiasts. And, and, and being an enthusiast of something is, is fine. I'm an enthusiast of many, many things, especially things that are handcrafted, I mean, a gun is a very, very, uh, it's an amazing invention. It's a fascinating invention. And I can understand people thinking, boy, these are pretty cool. Like going to a gun range and shooting, I could see that being a way to take out stress, a way to um, to just kind of get away from it all. Like, I get that. I'm not, I, don't, I don't think that's insane or weird at all. To each their own. Do your thing. 
But this obsession with firearms, to me, is a breakdown of brain functionality. It is a mental illness. This, you won't take my guns, screaming on social media to people about it, obsessing over firearms is mental functionality breakdown. It is a mental illness. And that's not most people. That's not most people. Um, I believe that the Second Amendment comes into conversation so often just because it's just been embedded into our head that that's what you either have to fight for or you have to fight to regulate. I don't know that I've ever discussed on the air, on a podcast, over a beer, at a family function, at a birthday party, at a at a watering hole downtown. I don't think I've ever sat around with somebody who said, you know what, I think the Second Amendment is wrong. I am certain I have never had that conversation before. Never one time through all the liberal, hippy-dippy, pinko, you-know-what types has anybody sat there and told me, Brian, you know, I really think the Second Amendment is a, is a bad, is bad policy for our Constitution and, our, and our, the, the makeup of our country and our, and our procedures and policies. I think it's a bad one. I, if I could take out one of the amendments, it would be the Second Amendment. That conversation's never happened before. And I hang out with a lot of people that you would guess might think those kinds of things. And as much as I rail, you know what I mean? I hate guns. I hate every single freaking one of them. And if you said, if someone said to you, Brian, you're allowed to make the rules all of a sudden, I'd say there's a big molten lava pit. Dump them all in there. That doesn't have anything to do with the Constitution, numbnuts. That has to just do with, I hate these damn things. I have a literal phobia of them. I don't know where that comes from. Jen asked me one time um, when we were having this discussion on the morning show, because usually if you have a phobia or you have something that you're really strong about, there's something in your life that made that happen. I, I, don't, I don't have one of those. I don't have a, a, a trauma to anything for you. I can't help you. Go away. We don't have to, we don't have to do, we don't have to, you know, but if you told me you hate anything in life, I would be like, okay, well, all good. <laughs> See you later. You know, I wouldn't hate you for it, but people hate me for this. It has nothing to do with amendments or constitutions or bill of rights. And most people don't care about guns that much. They just don't. They want to uphold the second amendment. And so do I. Just like I want to uphold the first and second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and sixteenth and seventeenth and eighteenth and nineteenth and twentieth on all the ones you don't know what they are. All these amendments are equally important. Just because one comes first and the next one comes second doesn't mean they're the first and second most important ones. And this was all drafted, especially the first ten, two hundred and fifty damn years ago. And I understand the Constitution's a breathing, breathing, living document. That's good. That's fine. That's what it's supposed to be. Actually, that's amazing because it needs to be amended. It needs to be amended again. Yeah, you have the right to bear arms. Not war-style firearm machinery, militia-type weapons. You're not allowed to have those things. I don't even know what was used out in this shooting out in California. I don't even know where it was at. I, don't, I think it was some kind of 
plant or some kind of work yard or something. I don't know. It's one of those I can't identify because I wouldn't be there, and it's on the other side of the country. Might as well be on the other side of the world. This wasn't a concert. This wasn't a grocery store. This wasn't a school. This wasn't something that we're, we all can identify with more. This is something that, that, that I don't even know what it is. And that we're just, we're back to this, oh, hell, ho, ho, hum. You know, whistle while you work, whistle on your way to work. Well, eight more people dead. Aw, shucks. What are you going to do? Well, I mean, what can you do, Brian? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Meanwhile, bathroom bill uh, Lee, sign every bill into legislation Lee for meaningless reasons, pushes hard to get the permitless open carry. You're right. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And we're now letting it be even easier for people to walk around with a gun concealed, on, uh, uh, open, uh, open carry on their hip without having a freaking permit because that's an infringement on your rights. Get out of here with that stupid nonsense. Even the one who's sitting there saying, Brian, I hate you for what you're saying. You're so wrong. You know. Your brain works just enough. You know that's a idiocy an infringement on your rights to have a permit to carry a gun around but we're going to pass legislation that says you don't have to have the inconvenience or the infringement on your rights to open carry a gun with a permit you can just do it just any old asshole walking around can just put a gun on their hip and think they're cool like they do in north georgia like i noticed two over the weekend get out of here with this you're smarter than that if you're not i ain't got any time for you anyway more dead in California. And that's what guns do. This is Ian Hunter's gun control on the way out the door. I'm Brian. He's Keon. It's New Radio 92.7. There's a new breed of sports commentary, which is just as annoying as everything else that's annoyed me today. I'm in a mood all of a sudden now. We'll talk about that next. Radio 92.7, the flagship of the Stone on Air radio show, later disguised as a podcast. I'll get you today's show. I'll make sure and do it today. I have just, this week, it's not been that bad. It's just not falling together well from start to finish. I have missed on getting things posted. I have missed on getting emails to the right places. I have, uh, and part of that is because I'm a little extra busy at the day job, but it's also part of that is just my dumb human error. It's not like I don't have one of these. Oh, I don't have time to get. To, no, you you got plenty of time, dude. Just do it. So I'll be sure to get you today's show, stoneonair.com, if you missed any of it or if you just thought it was so freaking good, you couldn't wait to listen to it again. You can find it at the website. My name is Brian. He is Keon. Hemp House is a uh, sponsor of this radio station, more specifically, this radio show, Dwayne and Casey. They're the proprietors of that CBD enterprise. They are the source for all things CBD in the city of Chattanooga. If you're curious about what it is, if you just want to be educated, maybe, hell, 
maybe you're you know 18 19 20 i don't know how old you're supposed you have to be to, to buy the stuff i'm surely over 18 um maybe they're interested in it their friends are interested in it you're you know, your 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 uh, social circle is talking about how all the kids these days are smoking CBD, and you're like, "What the hell is this stuff? I don't get it." It looks like marijuana. Is it marijuana? Well, yes and no. Uh, don't ask me. I can't explain it scientifically or agriculturally, but they can at the Hemp House in their three locations: North Chattanooga on Tremont Street, out here in East Ridge, just down the street from where I'm standing on Ringgold Road and um, closer to the interstate and then out in Udawa by the Food City as you're pulling in to the Food City after you pass Udawa Discount Liquors on your left. There's a little strip mall there. there it's not a strip mall, but a little strip of shops there. There's a Mexican joint. About four doors down from the Mexican joint is the Hemp House out in Ultawa. And make sure you told them that Brian, Keon, Jen, Jeff, Russell, Jason, Mike, the whole crew here at Nuga Radio sent you and they will take care of you. So yesterday I was, I don't remember what I was looking at. Something in the sports world. And I i stumbled on this YouTube account. It's, they've got all the, all the socials covered. Twitch, YouTube, or Twitch, I guess it's called. Uh, Twitter, all of, you know, they're, they're, they're everywhere. They do a pretty good job of marketing themselves. They're, they're called Sports Wars. And it's it's not highly professional. I'm not going to go that far, but it's not amateur hour either. And it's video feeds and audio feeds, podcasts, all this. It's sports commentary. YouTube and the the internet has just. I mean, it's it's turned into the Pacific Ocean of wannabe content everywhere. To the point where it's just got discouraging that you can ever get a footing, ever get any traction through the internet. I mean, it was great. it's an amazing invention that's that's opened up doors for all of us and any of us to to do your own thing, to have your video channel, to have your radio show, to have your podcast. But it's that the that's the good part. The bad part is that same thing that all these same people can do all this nonsense and just flood YouTube out with with just just dreck. Just direct everywhere. And so I was watching this thing, Sports Wars, for a minute, and it was it was so clearly a clone of what Clay Travis with OutKick is doing. Real quick, if you don't know, I don't have a lot of time here to do a lot of backstory. Out, uh, Clay Travis is out of Nashville. Uh, I once, I don't like to use the word idolized, but I, he was a, somebody in the media regionally and locally that I really looked up to, listened to, followed, went out of my way, went out of my way once eight, nine, ten years ago to meet once in Nashville because I was just so enthralled with the kind of work he did. And then he became completely radicalized over the course of of the end of, of Obama's administration into Trump's and that transition, really kind of what Colin Kaepernick basically started in late 2016. Now, politics and sports and, and, and mad about what... Uh, athletes do and don't say is not new to 2016 in college Kaepernick but that was kind of a a rebirth of that and especially with all the outlets for people to be fake outraged by Clay really radicalized and has turned his outkick network virtually globally and has been and sold to Fox and he's a, he's a star in the outraged sports commentary community 
And this is the clearly the the guy who is running this sports wars is clearly a follower of Clay Travis, and he's clearly a follower of it was it's just a regurgitation of the name Info Wars. That's what with that that I guess that's Alex Jones, right? I believe. Yeah, crazy, crazy Alex Jones, who's been doing. He's he was the he started all the crazy commentary thirty years ago. You know, he's standing outside of Waco, Texas, when uh, David Koresh was blowing up the uh, the compound and and was doing commentary uh, on his own in a freelance way that far back. So Alex Jones been doing this forever. And I put a couple of comments because I couldn't help myself. Nobody cares what I'm saying. It's like, dude, get your own material, man. Clearly, you're using Infowars as your as your base for how you're going to respond to things or how you're going to uh, approach things. Clearly, you're coming from a Clay Travis world who has normalized this across social media and 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 uh, YouTube and tube site sports commentary. But what I'm seeing more and more, which is just irritating to me is that these racial undertones of how terrible the NBA is. And these are all white dudes who, you know, I'm not racist, but I, you know, I'm not racist, but, or I, I have black friends or, you know, that those kinds of borderline racist types. They don't even understand. They're, they're, they're so damn stupid. They don't even understand that they're being so terribly disrespectfully borderline racist but that's the lead on all of these and i started clicking through a bunch of them and although hey if you like that you'll like this and then i pulled up another one i listened to too damn many of them and one of them was going on and on about and he was way less professional much more amateur about how the nfl and the nba needs more tim tebow's and less lebron james's that was one of the clips that was going to play coming back (laughs) i i just i was like Dude, <laughs> what? That's not even. That's not even subtle. The sports world needs more uh, mediocre, uh, of, of talent level Christian white men than amazingly generationally talented, outspoken black men. That's what that dude said in that clip. I wish you had it. Could have heard it coming back. Wow. This has turned into a trend. This is a trend saying that the NBA is stupid and no good and falling uh, uh, off the planet and going out of business is the trend. They're all headline. Everything Clay is doing and everything the sports wars is doing and everything that these little clones are doing leads with the NBA is ruined. And the NBA is not ruined. And as soon as you get to, you get the uh, uh, scenes like last night in New York and we get back, which we're, you know, I'm, my uh, my uh, index finger, my thumb are an inch apart. We're that close to getting this sport back to where it was. This is a raucous, fun, popular league. Yeah, it's and, great. And to say that it's not, and to give all this racially undertone, I'd rather have Tim Tebow than LeBron James. Which I, I can't for the life of me understand what the comparison is. And I, and I, even if you were to... They, they want more white people and less black. That's what it is. Yeah, because you can't even use the Christianity thing. LeBron's a Christian, too. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just become such a trend. And these are people who say, keep politics out of sports. Shut up and dribble. I want sports as, as an escape. That's what these people have been saying. The Clay Travis's of the world have been saying this 
for 10 years. Now, not only are they liars and don't actually want that, they're doubling down on it and creating an entire network that does nothing but politicize sports from the jump. It's not something that comes up on the third segment of the show. It's something that takes place the entire hour of the show. You say you don't want politics and sports, and then you create entire networks that does nothing but politicize sports. I, I what think, do you want? Uh, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, Colin Kaepernick was kind of the beginning because, like, everybody felt like you had to be able to navigate the politics sports thing. But the, there is another level that they've taken it to. It's, they, they've turned it into nothing but that. It just it blows my mind. I, I don't I don't care. You can mix politics and sports and entertainment. I, it, it, I I think you should. Yeah, I think you should too. And this is not new. My God, who's the the the, the Olympic star with his you know with his hand up the up in the air back in the sixties? Oh, forgive me for getting his uh, name. Carlos. Uh, I don't remember his last. Yeah, name. but that that iconic photo. Um, you know, this is not new. This is not the the the, the combination. Muhammad of, Ali for everything he said. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all Muhammad Ali did. Good for him and for such great uh, uh, reasons and with with a lot of great results. Um, I didn't get into any of this to do some of this more tomorrow with, you know, sign every single Bill Lee uh, with the, the restricting race theory being taught K through 12. Maybe if we had some critical race theory taught to some people, they would understand what the hell they're doing. And if they want to be racist, they'd at least shut up about it. But this shut up and dribble stuff, this shut up and do your movie stuff, this shut up and do a television show stuff, this shut up and play your guitar stuff. Hey, won't you shut up and go make little Debbies, dude? Hey, will you sell tires for them? Won't you shut up and go sell tires? I care what LeBron says about things hell of a lot more than I think of an auto mechanic. Get out of here. Now I want another hour. <laughs> now I want another hour. But I don't have one. Keon has one for the next hour. I'm done. My name is Brian. We'll do it again tomorrow. I'll wrap up the week. Maybe piggyback on some of this stuff. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Bye.